The Extra Life video game marathon is coming on October 15th. Extra Life is just like a run or a walk or a bike event, except you never have to get off the couch. Sign up at extra-life.org. Then get friends and family members to give you money to play. On October 15th at 8 a.m., play any games you want on any system for 24 hours. Find out more and sign up. Extra-life.org. Play games. Heal kids. Extra life. This message made possible by Children's Miracle Network Hospitals in this podcast. Hello, and welcome to the 20th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am joined today, we're recording during the day this week, as in every week um, or every two weeks, by my two co hosts, um, Alex Lane and Sarah White. I am Samantha Blackman. Um, I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, um, where I study minority rhetorics and digital humanities, more specifically um, games and rhetoric and games and education. Um, And as I said before, I'm joined by Alex and Sarah. Ladies. I cannot believe you do have that memorized. That is incredible. (laughs) Sam and I are recording in the same room today, um, and she really, she really did, she just did that off the cuff. I'm very impressed. My name is Alex. I am not nearly as good at doing that, but I have had a, almost a whole bag full of hot fries, so I'm sort of jacked up. Um, I am a PhD student in rhetoric and composition, also at Purdue in wonderful West Lafayette. I study gaming and other things related to gaming. Sarah? Ah, uh, well, I am Sarah White, and I am sitting on my couch to the north of you ladies in uh, Michigan City, Indiana, where I teach at Purdue University North Central. Um, And uh, I teach creative writing composition. Right now I've got the vampire writing class, a little bit of business writing, so I've got a little bit of everything. And uh, yeah, beautiful day in the neighborhood today. All right, we've got an interesting podcast lined up for today, and I'm really anxious to get to it. So let's go ahead and get started. We'll do our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Although the drinking won't be as interesting today. I know, the drinking is not (laughs) going to be as interesting today. Um, And we'll start with what you're playing. Except that I put schnapps in my coffee. (laughs) Don't tell anybody about that. Sorry about that. Um, And I guess I'll start. Um, This week I've been playing uh, a couple of different things. Um, I'm I, I'm still playing Mass Effect 2. I love that game. I really love it so much more than I did the original Mass Effect. And it makes me more and more anxious for Mass Effect 3. Luckily, that's not coming out until the beginning of the next year because there's a shit ton of really good stuff coming out in the next month or so. Sidebar, Mass Effect 3 is going to have possible same-sex relationships for males and females. Oh, nice. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I also got a copy of Disgaea Four um, from an undisclosed game rental company. Uh, <clears throat> if they really want me to tell who they are, they will sponsor us. <clears throat> um, and it's a good. It's a good JRPG. Um, I'm I'm enjoying what I've played so far, but I have to tell you, I can't play for very long because the music is fucking irritating. Mm. It is the worst kind of, you know, weird Japanese poppy. Do like a do no. I am not gonna. I'm not doing a reverse. <laughs> <of that. laughs> like it's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like driving me nuts. Um, so I've taken a turn down the sound, but. 
but since I play um, late at night, uh, I usually play with the headphones on, and I need some kind of sound. So we'll see. I'll just still see how that works. The music is just driving me nuts. Um, I also started playing a new Facebook game this week, and I kind of dragged Alex into it. I'm playing Adventure World, the Indiana Jones Adventure Game on Facebook. It's a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been spending way, way too much time. And it's taken away from my sim social time. Um, I'm also playing a game that uh, you will hear more about um, later. And I'm not going to tell, uh, tell you anything about it. Um, I am playing a, uh, a game for review. Yay! NYMG Yay. is going to get reviews. Um, like real reviews. <clears throat> um, I'm playing, uh, is it Retro Epics? Uh, yes. mm-hmm. new game um, A Day in the Woods that's all I'm going to say about it now because I'm not going to scoop myself so what are you ladies playing well I am playing uh, well actually I didn't get to my first game on my list which was Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars which we will talk a little bit more about in our deals of the week because that's incredibly cheap right now but I didn't get to that I have been playing um, Adventure World um, like Sam was talking about, and Day in the Woods. Um, also, way too much uh, Call of Duty. And then I played a new indie game, which I'm totally in love with right now, but I will save that for the indie section. Well, well. Again, um, I will not scoop myself <laughs> either. Okay. Well, I, I have been pretty boring, actually, this week, after my light bright and, you know, retro Atari games. But uh, I got uh, called back into playing um, Gardens of Time, on Facebook because I keep getting these requests from this one particular woman and I'm like okay you know they're notifications so it's one of my beloved hidden object games and are you uh, on Steam Sarah I am on Steam I should gift see if I can gift you because I have a couple of hidden object games that I reviewed for the um, indie game of the week that yeah. um that and I'm just really bad at them so they're not my thing but I'll, I'll try and see if I can gift them to you I that would be lovely. I get so sucked into these things, and I have still to figure out why. Um, and I'm still playing about ten games of Words with Friends because those games take apparently weeks to end. And then I finally entered the 21st century uh, last weekend, and I purchased a 4G Thunderbolt smartphone. And uh, with a cover and everything, so I'm all happy and I turn it on all the time. And um, I played Rock Band on it, and I was so excited. I was curious how it would work, but you use your thumbs and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, So that's really all that I've been playing. When I was at a Toys R Us one time checking out the games, and the creepiest thing happened. It must have been a game rep, but it was before, like, uh, smartphone phone games really got big and they had this handheld rock band so this yeah. guy like came up and he's like oh do you want to try this handheld rock band and I was like okay and then like he held it in front of me while I like played with it and uh. it was really really awkward he's like isn't that fun <laughs> and then I was like I thought you were like a rep or something he was like oh, oh. <laughs> you just enjoyed that <laughs> it was really really creepy and I left immediately did you feel really dirty after that? <laughs> I know. I was like, all I did was play as a rock band, but now I feel horrible about myself. <laughs> I, need to take a shower. I feel violated. <laughs> right, exactly. Take a shower. Oh, again. That was a <sighs> neither here nor there. So next up, uh, the big question is what you've been reading. Um, it's uh, It's been a week. Um, I feel like I haven't, uh, well, I've been reading a lot for class, um, definitely. Um 
that not that you're, you guys are interested in kind of uh, comp theory, composition theory, um, but that's what I've been reading for that. Um, but for uh, for fun, um, I think I mentioned it last time. I think I started it last week. Neil Stevenson's new book, Read Me, um, which I am reading. Um, and thankfully, because the book's over a thousand pages long, that I'm actually reading it on my on my. Um, I'm actually reading it on the Kindle app for my iPhone, iPad, not yeah. phone. Oh. I love the I, mean, I have I have a Kindle computer. app now. Yeah, I'm so excited because I can on my phone. It's very good. Anyway, sorry for the outburst. <laughs> oh, contain yourself, woman. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am still uh, also reading the. Um, the games and psychotherapy book reset um because neil stevenson's new book is kind of totally and completely drawing me in um so i'm not reading the other stuff as much as i'm trying to get my get through this thousand page book that is absolutely fascinating at the same time i really like when stevenson has a good book come out um i won't just say a book but a good book <laughs> um so that's what i'm reading this week what about you guys um, did I talk about Susan Bordeaux's Unbearable Weight last week? Do you remember? Yeah. I don't know. Tell, tell us um, about it. It's a, uh, it's a book about, um, well, it's sort of a half theory, half look, like case study style book looking at uh, feminism and then things like anorexia, agoraphobia, um, and I think I talked about it last week, now that I'm starting to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'll say that. So, okay, so that, then I won't talk about that one. But um, we read another book since then, Volatile Bodies, mm-hmm. um, by, I think, Susan Gross, um, which has been uh, very exciting. And then I've been doing some research for my Feminisms and Rhetoric um, presentation, which is I'm going to be gone for next week in, up in Minnesota, back home. And... Uh, and uh, it's about uh, teaching women in technical spaces, um, being like teaching, being an instructor in a technical space, because you are facing sort of a different set of issues than male teachers face in those situations. And then also, I finally caught up on the May, disappointingly enough, issue of Game Studies, um, which was pretty good. I didn't dig all of it, but I found the uh, Theorycraft episode, uh, uh, article is called Optimizing Play, How Theorycraft Changes Gameplay and Design, um, was, was actually a really interesting article looking at Theorycraft, although I will say that I think it could have benefited from my perspective on Theorycraft. It would have been more interesting. <laughs> well, you're, you wrote a post um, on Theorycrafting a while back, and it was absolutely freaking fascinating. Um, so, That's yeah, I, I was pretty too. impressed. <clears throat> That's what I think. But so it was. It was uh, really interesting. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing, Sarah. Uh, well, um, I, uh, I. It turns out I actually have reset. You know, I was, I, I was like, oh, I looked at the cover of it, and I'm like, oh, I, I own that. And so yeah, I, it is a good book, very good book. And um, I was reading a lot of articles in preparation for the blog I posted, and so I was reading a lot of like game reviews of the Duke Nukem and masculinity in games and body disorders and men and women and, and that kind of thing. So how did you um, forget you have reset? It's a brand new book. I do you don't drink know. and then go to Amazon? <laughs> you know what? That's a whole different story. Oh, but um okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't I, I read it a long I mean it's been months ago and I, as I told you before we started, I I have a five five load. So it's right. amazing I remember my own name sometimes. So um anyway, that's what I was reading. Nothing too exciting, really. All right. <clears throat> so the question that's going to be quite 
well, maybe interesting, maybe uninteresting this week is what you're drinking. Um, and since uh, I've been hanging out with Alex, since well, we were supposed to be hanging out as early as 9.30 this morning. Um, I was late. I would like to point out that I was on time. She was on time. I was late. I am not afraid to admit it. So it's kind of interesting because I forget to do everything I'm supposed to do, but I show up places on time and you do more than you're ever supposed to do. And I'm late for everything. (laughs) I got a three-year-old. That's my excuse. I'm late for everything because even if I am thinking about leaving the house an hour early, (laughs) she gets to the door and goes, I don't want to wear this and runs off. So... And, you know, everybody keeps telling me it's only going to get worse. I was only a little mad because it kept me from eating the plate of bacon that I was looking forward to. But the bacon came and we had breakfast, so it all worked out. In the yes, end. we had breakfast. And it was good. She all had biscuits well. and gravy. I had biscuits mm-hmm. and gravy. Not to rat you. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that, now people are going to be laughing at me because, you know, I'm not, well, they're you too with all that bacon. Um <laughs> So I guess maybe we should turn into what do we eat if we're gonna if we're really if we're gonna, gonna <laughs> record this early in the morning. We're doing we're doing a uh, trial run about whether because some of us are babies about staying up late. Alex has to be in bed by Who like ten thirty. Yeah, but Come I would like on. to say I'm on a cycle of not sleeping right now, and I'm doing quite well on it. So we actually could. But anyway, we're trying it in the morning, in the afternoon, to see if it if it changes or it works. So what are you drinking, Sam? I am actually drinking. Um, not necessarily by choice. A venti cup of this is this is one hundred percent the size of your head. I know. I'm holding it up. Next to your I, was, head. I thought she was about to pour it over my head because she just picked up the cup and held it next to my head. I'm looking which at really it. Scared they me. Look like the same size they are. Um, <laughs> a venti cup of uh, Italian roast from Starbucks with soy creamer and Splenda. I had to make it sound interesting in some way, so I might as well tell you what's in it. What'd you get for me? What is this? <laughs> Alex doesn't even know what she's drinking. I don't. She's drinking the cat poop coffee that is the <laughs> gore, that is the gourmet's <laughs> dream. No. <laughs> I was going to say, this was a like $300 cup of coffee. Then. Thank you. Um, Alex is also drinking a venti cup of Italian roast, but... Excuse me. Sarah passed out. I was once again playing with my phone and I was turning it on and off. Okay. I fell on the keyboard. My fault. <laughs> and I was going back and listening to episodes and I think in every single episode Sarah makes some crazy noise like remember that one time there was that zipper noise and she's like are you unzipping your pants I know this is sexy stuff but can you wait for that <laughs> <laughs> that was Laura Croft day anyway I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, it happens um, Alex is drinking a, a venti cup of Italian roast with skim milk no sweetener that's right because that's how they roll in Minnesota Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what about you? What are you drinking, Sarah? <laughs> I hear a little bit of trepidation in your voice, Samantha. I mean, mm-hmm. I, ladies, mm-hmm. even though it is noon, I Boy, am having a fruit punch G2. Oh, oh. fruit punch G2. Oh. oh. Yeah, not very exciting that, but, you know, electrolyting up and getting ready for the real world. Trying to, yeah. I, I can't weekend. really drink coffee. I love coffee, but it, it's not a friend to me. Aww. So, yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask more questions to go into detail. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no I, that's all I'll say. <laughs> huh. We'll just leave it at that. So, let's go ahead and move on to the news. There's been some really interesting stuff going on. So, let's Steve talk- Jobs, obviously. I know. Yeah, yeah. Very sad, uh, but, but everybody's yeah. talking about it. I don't know if we necessarily need to... Well, no, but I posted that article 
on there. It's a tribute to him and mm-hmm. impact his impact on video games, mm-hmm. and and how and how he revolutionized or his devices or you know certainly he worked at Atari, and uh, he. Uh, the design of the iPad, the iPhone, and how that sort of completely changed the way people um, experience video games. Angry Birds, you know, even I just played Rock Band, you know, on my phone. You know, so I mean... Well, have you guys seen the uh, video from, what was it, 1982 or 87? It was... um it was uh, a commercial from Apple, from Steve Jobs, and it was about the future of technology in his mind. And it opens up with a guy sitting there and his, his like, tablet-style computer sitting down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, email, blah, 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 that I'm going to be late to the meeting. Um, of course, they didn't have text messaging back then, but you can imagine that that's what they would have been saying. Um, you know, do this, do that. Okay, now what's the weather like in San Francisco? Okay, what time is my flight? You know, like all these things. And then Siri... Yeah, um, had come, came out and does exactly that, and jobs out of that. I, th- I can't remember if it's eighty two or eighty seven. Regardless, um, anyway, and and uh, the in the video they say, oh, you know, look up that article from five years ago um, about this, and then the com- the computer goes, okay, in two thousand six, this article was written, blah 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 blah. So that means that the video was supposed to be two thousand eleven. And it it is the iPad. And it is. It 100% is. And now with Siri and us, it's amazing. It gives you goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Da Vinci's notebook. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, ooh, that gave me goosebumps. Wow, that is something. (laughs) (laughs) I've had so much coffee, I'm not cold right now. Anyway, other news. Other news. And other news. Uh, let's what see. Uh, I posted these first few so I can cover those. Um, Borderhouse, this isn't really news, but uh, Borderhouse wrote a really good post about the big picture video, which and did we, we talk about, about last, last week? week? Yeah. Um, so they um, they wrote out a transcription for it. Actually, they've been a lot of mm-hmm. sites have been doing that lately, just taking videos and writing out transcription, yeah. which I think is pretty cool that people are doing that. Well, it makes it more accessible for people using vid- uh, video readers and such. And it's specifically the gender games episode of the big picture um, on the Escapist. Right, right. Um, so the, and the, it, it, I won't spoil the Borderhouse blogs, but uh, thing. But you might want to check that out if you have any interest in in that kind of thing. Um, let's see. Call uh, call of gaming. So there's a movement right now going to try and get gaming companies tax breaks, um, which this is starting in the UK, but it's still really interesting. I think because it it's sort of a it's almost like a legitimization saying you are providing such an important service in these ways, um, we want to give you some sort of tax break incentives, um, you know, because they're doing educational things and um, sort of like uh, like environmental things and like all of these sort of public service um, right. things coming from games. Well, I think we've talked about this a couple of times, you know, over the, over the weeks and months at this point, mm-hmm. um, is that even President Obama now seems to recognize the value in games and education while all of his earlier speeches you know you know called for kids to step away from the step away from the xbox (laughs) go play with a tree yeah right right (laughs) Right, you know don't you know stop playing games go do something else go read a book go blah 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 but you know even more lately after he's visited some educational institutions that are doing good work with games and education he now seems to recognize the value in that um, and taught and in one of his speeches actually called for educators to do more work like they are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really interesting that, you know, it's not only something that's becoming hot in popular press um, or in just kind of commercial circles, but also um, 
in political circles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I definitely agree. Um, this is just a super quick one. Um, I'm sure most of you have heard about the, uh, the Sony shenanigans putting a don't, we won't, we promise not to sue you clause into their um, terms of service and then making people sign yes on the terms of service before they were able to use their um, PlayStation network. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a, a movement. We can, can we put the uh, link in the, uh, Show notes. In the show notes for people. Um, I just want to include this. There's a movement forming against it, so people are signing this uh, this this petition um, type thing, and you can... Uh, I think they're going to sue them, <laughs> which is sort of ironic. But uh, but there's something about uh, how to take action against that happen that's, that's happening. Um, so we'll put that link in there. It's on game politics. Um, and let's see... Um, iPhone coming to Sprint, which is kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! And except Sprint gets really crappy service around here. Do they? Mm-hmm. Well, AT and T is crappy service everywhere. Well, I, I, not to, but I, I added the the one that says a reaction to a CNN article mm -hmm. entitled "Why Men Are in Trouble," which I thought seemed relevant to our topics for the last uh, couple of uh, podcasts. And it's it's posted on, and I'm going to say That's this wrong. wrong. Cut, Kataku? Kataku. Yeah, no, that's actually, you, you're scooping me on both my uh, perspective blog posts for the week, Sarah. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I just, I saw this one. I, we don't have to talk about it, but I thought it was interesting the way it was approached by, of course, William Bennett is the man who wrote the original article on CNN. Right. I don't know. Do you, we can not talk about it if you don't want to. <laughs> if you want to talk about it, feel free. Oh, well, it was what I thought was stupid about it, uh, Bennett, anyway, is the fact that he's saying that, oh, you know, women are in the workforce now. They're getting more uh, outpacing men in college degrees. And, you know, as, I don't know if he's presenting this as necessarily worrisome, I guess, because men aren't being performing like they should. But um, he says at one point, man's response has been pathetic. Today, 18 to 34-year-old men spend more time playing video games a day than 12 to 17-year-old boys. While women are graduating college and finding jobs, too many men are out, are not going out to work, not getting married, not raising families. Women are beginning to take the place of men in many ways. This has led some to ask, do we even need men? <laughs> Which my answer to that question, of course, is already, no, we don't. You know? Oh, that's <laughs> so silly. Oh, it's a dumb, it's, it's really quite irritating the way it, it's presented and he, it brings up the, you know, he mentions the founding fathers and that um, he says, we may need to say to a number of our 20 something men, get off the video games five hours a day, get yourself together, get a challenging job and get married. It's time for men to man up. Hmm. Yeah. Which, what, it's, a, it's just a big call for the maintenance of the status quo is what it is. Mm. Basically. Or, you know, yeah. And the notion of man up, you know, what the hell does that even mean? You know, I don't get married and stop playing video games, whatever. But it was a very exasperating. So what's me. like? What's his? What's his uh, reason for writing about this Bennett guy? Is he like a? Why did he? Why did he do it? Yeah, William what, Bennett. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's his deal? Well, William Bennett is the one who wrote it on CNN, and he's the Secretary of Education, Samantha Wright, for Reagan. Uh, this is what they say here. He and he had considered, I think, a run for president before, and he oh, has like yeah. a giant book called like um i don't except i don't remember what it's called but anyway it's anyway thick. okay well neither yeah. here nor there uh, that's still yeah. silly yeah he's just really upset with the fact that there are not enough men getting college educations and it's shrinking and hmm. it, 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 well to me it reads more like he's really upset that there are more women doing these things than that there are not enough men 
Right. Um, yeah. But you know, that's just my take on it. <clears throat> it's funny. I was running with a friend of mine yesterday who she's a radiology oncologist and uh, her husband's a stay at home husband. And we were sort of talking about um, the the changes in women going to work and, and things like that. Cause most of her, her coworkers are women and most of the people she went to medical school with are women. And most of the people she's mentoring and coming up through the medical school and women. And she's like, it's not, you know, it's not any sort of like traditional female field, but that's just a, that's just sort of been what's happening now. And mm-hmm. she, so she thought it was really interesting. The changes that are happening. When I read it, I read the Bennett article the same way Samantha did. I felt like it was more like a panic of, oh, my God, women are taking control. They're getting into powerful positions. Next thing you know, they're going to be running the country. And, they're going to make us go to sperm banks, yeah. and then they're going to kill us all. Yeah, man, man up. We gotta <laughs> That's just a new argument. So well done, Bennett. Well done. Yeah. Oh. Anywho, uh, I wanted to mention this real quick because I thought it was really interesting. Kathy Sear, if anybody follows the uh, horrible shit that happens to women when they try to do anything in tech, um, line, that thing that has been happening for years and years and years. Kathy Sierra went into hiding after she was um, basically death-threaded and harassed out of the programming um, programming field. And she spoke out for the first time I th- in a long time. I'm not exactly sure of the dates. It seems like a long time for me, maybe, maybe a couple of years. Um, and she did a video that's up at geekfeminism.org right now. And so for me, who's been talking about Sierra going into hiding this is sort of a big deal to have her speak out because she has been nowhere. You know, she used to be prolific in the online community and then she had to completely sign off. So, so it's hopefully it, it marks a return, um, her return to the web, having a web presence. And mm-hmm. so she's talking about epilepsy and what people with epilepsy go through and things like that. Cause that's what was part of the original antagonism. So it's yeah. pretty interesting. I definitely think that there. There's she has an interesting take and, and 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 I really appreciate the fact that she's come forward and, and you know come back and is kind of you know making herself known and, and is making a statement um about what happened and um community building it community building online and such. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting was um the way that she talks about gamification. Yeah. It was interesting and, and a little um, disturbing. I, won't, I don't want to use the word problematic, but maybe it is just problematic. It was a little it's, problematic. She talks about gamification, not in, not in terms of, um, not in any terms that we usually talk about gamification, let's just put it that way. Um, and she, so she talks about uh how kind of trolls um, and how trolls in online communities um, ramp up, right, and build upon one another. And she talks about it in the terms of, and actually uses the term gamification. Gamification without a leaderboard, she says. Yeah, kind of a leaderboard. Who can be the biggest asshole? Right. Um, And I thought that was really interesting. Um, it seems it seems like a pretty weak connection to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I see that as gamification. I think it's more of a mob mentality than gamification. Yeah, but. gamification. That's one of my problems with gamification is it can be used so generally, but it's really not all that general. It's a pretty specific thing. People are like, oh, anytime you have incentives, it's gamification. Like, no, no, not really. Anytime you ask somebody to do something, it's gamification. Like, no. That's a quest. No, yeah, that's a quest. <laughs> so anyway, uh. Awesome, she spoke out. Yeah. That's interesting. Take a look at it. 
Um, and then our very last piece here is, well, I don't know if it's the very last, my last thing, is the Facebook rape page. Have you guys heard about this? Oh, yeah. No, so, but I read your article. I think it's disgusting. Yeah, they have a page on Facebook about rape, and you can go like it, and then you can put comments about, like, how you've raped people and how women it, deserve it. Yeah. Well, they say it's jokes, but I read some of them on there, and they're like, yeah, I raped people. Seriously. I, I raped several women, and, like, that's what they will post. It's very mm. interesting. Um, not interesting. It's fucking horrible uh and so there's been a and and facebook responded and they said well sometimes just because jokes aren't your thing doesn't just because they are offensive to you doesn't make that doesn't make it that that people shouldn't be able to say them which is a true statement however what's happening here you know just because you don't like a particular joke doesn't mean that the joke shouldn't happen what's Mm -hmm. happening here is you have an incredibly violent uh environment that's that's really um, glorifying this this behavior and and encouraging people to do it and make a joke out of it yeah. and so so be, telling a joke is one thing creating a place where you say it's okay to rape women is is a little bit of a different place what do you think guys oh I'm so with you on that one <laughs> um, I think well, it's absolutely yeah. insane go ahead I didn't no, mean to cut you off no 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 I was just agreeing with you in my little mumbly way but um yeah no it's 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 disgusting i can't imagine that people would it's amazing what people will do you know let's have a page and let's tell these jokes because isn't it funny no it's not you know you can't and you can say free speech all you want but i can't go yell fire in in a movie theater why should i be able to say hey rape is funny haha you know i mean it's not it just shows that 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 women are still less less protected and then that some crimes are seen as so much so much uh uh, lighter than other crimes, you know, you, you go sell marijuana or you sell cocaine or something and you get, um, you know, these sentences that are a lot different than sentences for rape and sexual assault and so yeah, forth. Yeah, no shit. It's a, it's a definitely indicative of a larger problem of people not taking crimes against women seriously. Right. Well, and, 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 and it, it, like you, well, I know, like Samantha's pointed out many times in the, in the Red Dead Redemption, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a continuation, perpetuation of images we see all the time. Yeah. And it's a legitimizing of it, and, that, and that's what makes it sick, I think. Right. So if you go to geekfeminism.org, they have, um, they have some links to uh, petitions. I know that I got a link about this earlier this week from change.org about the petition, and then I saw this come through my um, reader feed through Geek Feminism. So there's, it seems like there's lots of places that you can... Um, you can find the petition and sign it, which you should, for, for Facebook to exercise their control and take this bullshit down. So We'll see how that works, right? Yeah, we certainly will. Mm-hmm. Their CEO is a woman right now, right? That I'm not sure of. I feel like it is. Not that that would might make no difference at all. Wow. I just couldn't well, remember. By default, it's not good. Right. <laughs> right. I just thought I remembered reading huh. something the other day, and I was like, wow, Facebook CEO is a woman. Whoa? Facebook CEO is a woman? I, I think. I don't know. Uh, I'll get back to that. All right. So, next up. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Our dun, dun. indie game of the week. Um, uh, Alex, I'll let you jump in and tell us what your indie game of the week is. Oh, oh my gosh. It's so fun. Uh, it is called Glowfish from Mumbo Jumbo Games. Um, it is, it's all the things you want in a good, cheap, 
you know, $6 indie game to be. It's 30% off right now, so it's only like six something. Um, it is beautiful. So the premise of the game is you are this little like, you know, like a fish type character. And um, you have to go around and collect your friends. Your friends are scattered out, which are these little tiny bugs that glow. Um, and then you, you swim over them and then they follow you in a trail. And then you can use them to like hit evil fish and you can make them protect you in a shield and do all this stuff. So the game itself isn't all that complicated. It's like a maze. You have to go through and find all your friends and then bring them back to the save point. It's not it's not that bad. But there's a ton of levels. There's 50 levels, um, and they're all really different. Their aesthetics are just... Un She's moving furniture. It's fine. I was going to say, Sarah's moving furniture. What did I just say? Lord, I moved like two inches, and I... Okay, I'll just sit still. You know there's a mute button on the... Uh, I did not screen. know that, but I mean, I just, it was the barest of movements. That's so funny. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's a, no, it's totally fine. Uh, so, so there's 50 levels. The aesthetics are incredible. It is one of the most beautiful games. Like, like in the way Tiny, um, is it Tiny Bang Story? Tiny Bang Story. Was sort of like unique and, and, um, and like picture book in its, in its design. This isn't that way. It's more just like bright colors, sort of like a watercolor painting. It's really neat. And their music is so, so good. Um, I stayed up last night and fell asleep playing it and fell asleep with the headphones and just the music was just so good. So it has good aesthetics. The gameplay is fun. It's addicting and the music is incredible. So that's definitely what I look for in an indie game. So 30% mm -hmm. off right now on Steam, I would say buy it. Although I think it's been around on iPad and it seemed that the stuff I was reading about it, people loved the iPad version a lot because you can move your guy around with your finger. finger. So yeah, but it was... It was definitely a good game. Did, did you end up having it? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, and I was looking and I was like, ooh, do I want to buy this? Um, and then I got distracted and did something else. <laughs> um, and it does, it looks like a really cool game. Um, so fun. And, well, I, I played an indie game this week, too. But it's one that I'm not going to talk a lot about. But I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's, it is the retro, uh, retro epic game, um, A Day in the Woods, um, which is a very cool um puzzle game that revolves around uh, the uh, your little character who is a Red Riding Hood type character. Is it? Or is your character a fairy? No. Well, that's a good question. Right? That is a very good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, your character really is a fairy. I guess. Not a fairy, but a, a sprite. A sprite. A sprite, yeah. Um, your character really is the sprite, and your sprite moves the Red Riding Hood character around the board. That's a great, that's a great, you're absolutely right. Um, I did not want to give agency to a sprite, clearly. Um, but your character is a sprite. Um, <laughs> anti-sprite, I don't I know. am anti-sprite, clearly. <laughs> She's a sprightist, yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think that sort of gets, well, we're not going to go in depth. We'll save it but, for the review, but I we'll think that gets you know, at an important yeah. issue in the game. But we'll save it more later. Yeah, so um, I'm really not going to talk a whole lot about it because we're working on a, a video review of it. Um, the first of many. The first of many. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we'll have that up really soon. So let's, uh, well, we won't talk about it. Well, but you two have uh, a, a Max, don't you? Yep. You guys use Max. See, now I have the, the regular PC, you know, and I was trying to, I had the word, I was trying to play it too because I wanted to, I was like, oh. So I went to the page and I, uh, it says download for Windows. I I could not get the thing to work, so I don't I don't know. Huh. Hmm. Did you install it? Yeah, I did, but it it didn't want to open. 
it, it wasn't compatible, I guess, with like my Windows version. Oh, oh, that's a problem. Well, it's still in beta, right? Like, it or is it oh, is it open now? Cause I it know wanted me to have to like it. like it's Windows open. 32 bit or whatever was not working and hmm. something like that. So yeah, anyway, that just throwing that out there. Interesting. Yeah, if people go check it out, because you you can. It, I just was saying I had just a little bit of trouble with it, but. Well, you can always there's uh, you know people. Uh, I always tell people to to try the demo version first before you pay for it. But there's a demo version and the uh, regular version of it. But like we said, there'll be a, a, a review of it. Uh, I want to say so much more, but I'm not going to. I know. Well, no, you're not going to say anything. You're going to scoop our, our review. And I'm sorry. It won't be useful. <laughs> um, so that was our indie. Was, oh, Sarah, did you play any indie games this week? I'm sorry. I, I did. No, I didn't. That's all right. I didn't. I'm jumping I, you. No, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance. I, I was trying to download. I mean, maybe it's my computer's having some sort of problem with me today. But, I mean, I couldn't download the thing I wanted from Steam either. So, <sighs> life. Life with technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, our issue of the week. We got to get some kind of music <laughs> that I can just kind of insert here. It's like insert music that here. That's not a bad idea. <clears throat> um we talked last week we were talking about masculinity um in games this week we said we were going to come back and talk about some stuff with us masculinity and intersectionality um and uh intersectionality um we've talked about before in terms of in terms of women in games um and we thought it would be pretty interesting to take uh, a pretty strongly not just feminist but black feminist um, concept of of uh, identity connection, community connection, how things connect, um, and talk about the talk about this in terms of masculinity and games. Um, so, uh, I mean, I have tons to say, I know, but I, I see that that Alex has posted a whole crapload of stuff into the uh, show notes. So instead of me starting <laughs> this week, I'm going to let her start, and I'm going to jump in and interrupt as I really do every time. <laughs> well, and I'm then I'm going to start a fight. Oh, <laughs> ooh, I like that. Like, no, masculinity doesn't exist. Okay. That's right. Um, I don't have a ton to say, so good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I looked at some different... So, so the way I went about looking at masculinity in video games was I went to popular gaming sites, you know, like Kotaku and Bitmob and things like that to look at the kinds of stuff they had said about masculinity because one of the reasons we started talking about this issue is because somebody brought up to us like, like, yes, you know, it's, a, you know, it's important we talk about all of the stuff that happens with women, but men are also facing like these crazy hyper-masculine images. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to do some work into this. So I went to these sites to see what people were saying about it. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I found a lot about is um, comparison between like the Duke Nukem character and then like a Drake from Uncharted um, character and talking about, it sounds like from the articles that I was reading, um, they hated the Duke Nukem style character just as much as we would, right? Like this is absolutely Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And um, the one article I saw on Bitmob um, was like this, this master chief Duke Nukem person, this character who doesn't talk, who has no interesting story except that he's been through hell and has like these huge muscles are so played out and people are sick of them and they reflect lazy game development. Um, But then, so I was like totally digging this article, but then he sort of ends with, 
with this idea that the reason these characters are so predominant in video games is because that's what the audiences want. So they, <laughs> the game devs make these characters hyper-masculine, all of these things, because that's what <clears throat> the audience wants. So I wanted to throw that out there to you ladies and see what you thought about that. <laughs> okay, I got I, and yeah, I, I have something <laughs> to say, damn it. Um, <laughs> I think that there's, it's interesting, because we do have two different, very different kind of archetypes mm -hmm. when it comes to um, masculinity in games, right? And let's say, you know, heteronormative masculinity in games. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, where we have the characters um, like um, Master Chief and we have the characters like Duke Nukem and we have the characters like uh, Marcus in um, Gears of War, right? So that are just these, you know, overly buff, hulking, hulking. Yeah. Um, and, and it was interesting on one of the articles that... Uh, that we that I looked at this week about masculinity in games, and maybe even be the one that you posted on the show notes, is that they had added the caption um, to one of the guys that said, you know, it's like I'm so big I can't wipe my own ass, um, <laughs> because of course when you have muscles that are that large, they also shorten your muscles, so your reach, you know, um, is is quite short. Um, but so that's that that's one thing in terms of in terms of just kind of the representation of masculinity in that case, um, it is the masculinity that, you know, I don't know if it's sought after by the male audience, um, but it is something that, that seems to be more acceptable to the male audience. Sure. <clears throat> they don't worry so much about it, you know, I mean... Because it rarely gets talked about, yeah. right? So if we look at the strong, silent type, if we look at, you know, everybody wants to be Master Chief, right? Mm -hmm. um, Duke Nukem is a whole other kind of asshole, it so really maybe you don't, uh, we don't have to worry about that so much. Um, everybody right. wants to be Marcus Phoenix. Everybody, you know, not wants to be or wants to play. And, well, and, the, and the Call yeah. of Duty male characters are also strong, silent types. They don't talk. You know, they go in guns blazing. You know, they may not be the big buff, mm -hmm. um, over-muscled guys, but um, well, yeah. they have Nico, guns to make up for that. The GTA right? characters don't talk. The GTA characters right. don't talk much, right? That's the At whole least not Clint during gameplay, only through, during the cut scene. Right. The Clint Eastwood uh, man with no name, you know, it's that kind of archetype, you know, man of few words, you know. Mm -hmm. if, they, if they do talk, they talk like this. Yeah. Like they yeah. just swallowed a handful of gravel, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you say that this is what the audience wants, and, and you know, my blog this week was talking about the, an earlier article about how we're playing these games to chase our ideals, and this is somehow a very positive thing, that these offer us this sort of escape into an idealized depiction of, I don't know, our deepest desires, I guess. I don't know. But certainly when we when we overlap that with what these, rep these games are representing to us, I think that that's disturbing and worrisome mm -hmm. that I mean that's the ideal you know that's what we want is it you know yeah. <laughs> I guess that's where I was asking the question is whose choice is it well I think if that's where the yeah. I'm sorry yeah no go ahead I think that that's yeah. where the second uh where the second kind of archetype comes in and that is the male character that seems to be um developed for a more 
well, for a female audience, right? And that comes that that comes back to Nathan Drake, right? We talked about, you know, we talked about the um, the swoon, <laughs> swoon. Yeah, swooning over Nathan Drake. Um, we we talked about the uh, more romantic, um, not Clint Eastwood, but Sean Connery, James Roger Moore. Who is the one guy? Um, the John. new guy. Um, God, I hate Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig kind yeah. of James Bond character. I'm talking. I'm thinking about the guy from Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the, these are the you know this is this is kind of what you get when you get Nathan Drake. Right. He is masculine. Right. Um, but not you know, but not this you know overly buff meathead. Yeah. Right. They are suave. They right. are charismatic. Um, Gary Grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary Grant never, you know, never did it for me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go for that. Like yes, said, Gary Grant. Yeah, yeah. Well, George Clooney, I think, is a continuation of that. He plays into that. You know, it's like, always wears the suit noise. You know, like, they're almost, it's like a class representation, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, I think even the GTA characters fit into that a little bit. Like, Nico... Nico's not a huge dude, um, and he's got a pretty big, he's got a pretty big story. He's what, he's a Eastern European? Eastern European. Yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, but see, Nico is, is still, he's not the suave, um, you know, secret spy. No. Nico is very much the dangerous, I'm going to, like, kill you and lock your entire family in a shipping crate down (laughs) on the dock. Kind of character. Yeah, that's a good point. So just as violent as like the big hulking right. guys, yeah. Okay, but the violence point. gets perpetuated in a different oh. way, right? Just like with the call, just with any of the the characters in the shooters, it's like they're not normally overly buff, but their violence is represented well, not in their physical body type, but in the right. fact that they, you know, carry a fucking arsenal. Right. On their they're back. vicious. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's another archetype that that I was thinking as 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 we were considering this, but you know, I have Alan Wake. Okay, he's not really buff, and he doesn't really have the weapons. You also have um, uh, L.A. Noir. I guess they have guns, but, you know, and I don't see that guy as being buff or suave. I mean, I guess he's tough. He can punch people out. But, he's I mean, definitely a man of few words. Yeah, our guy. He does have that. The, the, yeah. it's, it's still there. The violence is still underlying there because the violence, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's always the what really went on when he was in the war kind of thing mm. that goes on throughout the game, right? So he becomes another Call of Duty type, type character, one through that, two through the fact that he carries a gun and chases folks down and beats the shit out of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. when, the, when the game when is going on. sexual prowess, particularly German girl. Yeah. yeah, particularly minorities. Yeah, I mean, so there's some interesting stuff that, that goes on there that I think is is connected not only that is connected to class in many ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Social class, absolutely, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um yeah. So yeah. So well we brought those up and I and I think it's interesting and I'm gonna jump in and, and, and hijack uh, and hijack Alex for a second. Because we've talked about like hijack uh, away. Hijack away. <laughs> um I'm our, my our, our um <laughs> our Nathan Drakes and our um, and our Master Chiefs, but you know what about well, and Nico as well? And I think that to con- a continuation yeah. from that is to take a look at um, 
racialized male characters mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, it, it is interesting to look at how um, a raced masculinity, raced as in R-A-C-E-D, not erased, <laughs> but a, a raced masculinity yeah. changes, right? Because a, one of the, and this is, this gets tied up in the fact that we already have the uses of all of these racial stereotypes in order to prove that someone is of the race that they claim to be. That's right. Um and to look at then how race and masculinity play into one another um, while, you know, our, our typical um, African-American characters get portrayed by a number of different stereotypes. When we throw masculinity into it, um, then it becomes very sexual, right? Because everyone should fear the black buck because he's always going out to find a white woman to rape, mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, and, and that's something that's been going on since, shit, a birth of a nation in 1918. Yeah. We are seeing the continuation of that even now in 2011 in video games. Who would be the game that, character that you would point to specifically? I mean, if you think about it, any of them, yeah. if you think about, like, yeah, yeah. think back to the hot coffee scandal, Right. The, the sex mini game that was built in yeah, 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 yeah. Grand okay. Theft Auto San Andreas later coded out and then said, oops, no, we didn't do that. Um, right. Or any of the kind of... Uh, blog idea. Uh, any, of the, any of the kind of um, male characters that we see, um, interestingly enough, portrayed in interesting ways is, is there's always the question of questionable, um, questionable sexual intentions, I think. Right. Maybe I'm just like I said, you know, making it up. Oh or no, if we think I think about. You, I think you have a really good point there. Like, so, like the idea I was just thinking is like looking mm -hmm. at Mortal Kombat. So that was one of the first games that had a lot of different racial um, mm -hmm. yeah, minorities, yeah. and looking at the, the the people in that to see if those stereotypes are playing on. Like Jax, mm -hmm. if you remember Jax, I mm -hmm. think he very much was that like you have to be kind of scared of him, and he's got like his he's very different than like the uh, than the Asian characters. Um, who will also play into their own set of stereotypes, mm -hmm. and then the right. um, like the uh, the Caucasian characters. I can't remember their Johnny Cage, right? Mm -hmm. um, but Jax is like this sort of like hulking, kind of kind of scary. I mean, he gets he gets played. He actually gets a storyline later. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's actually a really compelling storyline. But right away, he's mm -hmm. I think he's every bit the character you're thinking, and that's one of the first African American characters I can think of. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and if we think back to oh gosh. Now it's going to drive me crazy to think about this. Yeah. Um, Hispanic characters and, and um, the way that um, Hispanic masculinity gets portrayed, it's all about the machismo, machismo yeah. right? Yeah, and, yeah. and the the younger, more um, physically attractive, supposedly, male characters, we do get that kind of blunt sexuality, Right. Um, that is a kind of dangerous sexuality, not dangerous in the that Hispanic guy is going to rape you way that we get with African-American characters, but more that that Hispanic guy is going to seduce you with his yeah. with his suave Latin ways. What? The There's Latin part, lover, yeah. yeah. There's part of that, but I think also what happens is when, the, when men of uh, any racial minority go... Um, get made as really small. Mm -hmm. There's something to be feared too, because like remember in um, L.A. Noir, there was the um, 
the Mexican guy who was really small and had small shoes, and they like made sure to point all that oh, out. So yeah, obviously yeah. he was going to be violent against women because he was smaller than a. And he had guy. something to prove, right? Because right. because mm-hmm. he is this weird kind of Napoleon complex. Since since I am such a small man and not therefore not a man, I'm going to beat the shit out of women. Right. Right. Interestingly enough, and I think that, like I said, that that takes place when you have the smaller um, or more attractive younger characters, but then also when we see representations of older um, Latino men, you get the... you get and even you get the descriptions of them as being greasy fat. Yeah, but, I mean that's what they call them. Oh, yes, they do. Um, and and if there are women around them or involved, they are always young, attractive women, and they are young, attractive women that they are either um, coercing into yeah, being with them the sexually, or, like or, whores, or, the, or the yeah. or they're whores, or 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 they're whores, or gold diggers, I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that that is very much well, the, that is very much kind of the take that you yeah, get and on I, Hispanic and I, men yeah, who sorry, are yeah. of a certain age and of a certain body type, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, and I, and I was thinking, you know, you've got the uh, I'm I'm thinking of L.A. Noir, and they're at the train at the train station, and they come across an African American man, and he kind of does the the Miss Daisy kind. You know what I mean? Like he's the sh- oh shucks, you know. Like we don't fear him mm-hmm. because we know he's completely, almost like impotent. You know, he's he's the driving Miss Daisy. It's you know what the, I mean? It's the representation, step, it's the step yeah. and fetch it archetype, right? It, yeah, it, yeah. It, but that's yeah. what you get. It's like it's the right. same with with African American women. It's whores or mammies. Um, right. And with men, you get right. step and fetch it or the black buck who is going to rape your woman and run right. away. Right. Um, so I mean, yeah, that's that's not anything, you know. But, but positive you know, in any way, certainly. No, and and and, and you know, I was thinking when we were talking about these representations, like you said, almost always universally it's violence and and some aspect of the sexuality, and and I almost included it in my blog because I thought our society perpetuates that to no end. That if you are male, you must be sexual and you must be prove your sexual prowess at every turn. Mm-hmm. And I've known men who've been virgins into their twenties, some that are longer, but you cannot say that. Right, it's something to be ashamed of, supposedly, mm-hmm. if you are a virgin past like if you're a man past like twelve or something, and it, these games are doing no one any favors when they when they you know romanticize that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just don't know what these developers what, what's going through their head, other than you know, like I said, it's it's they're this is what they think they want to be. I guess I don't know. I mean, I wonder wh- what happens with that same. With those type of people when they play a game like Call of Duty, because Call of Duty has no sexuality in it, yeah. no well, obvious sexuality, right? Like there's no woman you're trying to save, there's no girlfriend back home, there's none of that. You know, it's well, sort that's of like the, the don't don't Robert's ask, don't tell thing <laughs> that's happening. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that that that's true that there isn't, but then at the same time, um, you know, the gun becomes the phallus, sure, right, sure, and that's phallus, not penis. Um, but the, the gun, the gun is the phallic. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> Google that. Um, the the gun no, is don't the phallic. Don't go Google penis and phallus. Yeah, that that no. will give you some really don't do that. Search on. Uh, <laughs> um, that gives you some really interesting takes on 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 violence and and masculinity, sexuality, right? Um, heteronormativity, mm-hmm. all kinds of ivities. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> well, let me pick you guys' brain on this then. What do you think is is what is what motivates then 
some designers, game designers, and this is pointing towards what Alex has down here, to push the boundaries and offer us other types of characters in between. I mean, is it because they've heard the the rebel, you know, rebel, whatever that they, oh, okay, we're gonna give you what you want. We we want, like you said, Super Mario to Birdie, or we want Gay Tony. You know, I mean, what what do you think motivates? The I don't think there's a, I don't think that there's a, a big call that gets heard. I think that these are just developers that are, you know, that are trying to do something else, are trying to um, deepen. Mm-hmm. Um, their characters and they, they realize that deepening the characters and deepening the narrative is yeah. necessary to have some kind of diversity because I mean I think that there's a bigger backlash against these kinds of things and there is a call for them in the mainstream gaming community I mean Which of, course there, of course yeah. there are those the folks like us who you know are doing kind of more academic or more feminist kind of stuff that are saying, hell yeah, give us more, but I don't know that we are the voices that are, are screaming loudest and being heard. I mean, certainly in Fable 3, there was an enormous backlash that you could have same-sex partnerships. Right. Um, people people just really thought that was... Thought or the that backlash was in, in uh, Dragon Age. Dragon Age, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I had that on here, too. That you could choose choose your gender and then... Start a relationship, and then and then NPCs can can hit on you, and same sex NPCs can hit on you, and some people were pissed off that same sex NPCs could hit on their characters. Yeah, I remember this one guy wrote an article about how he was so pissed at that game because a male NPC hit on him, and oh, I just thought that was hilarious. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, But then also looking, like you were saying, Sarah, back to like Super Mario Brothers 2 with Birdo, the uh, transgender character, mm-hmm. um, that there have been these these developers who try to do that. Or even Final Fight. Um, I, hadn't, I haven't played this game, uh, but I read a lot about it, that they had a bunch of gay and trans characters and stories and like elements in the game, and they got all got censored before it was released. They, uh, I don't know if, what it was in the 80s. FDCU still, I don't know, um, uh, that censored it, that, that wouldn't let them have trans um, elements in the game. So, Yeah, which is really interesting. Like I can say, because I think that part of the reason that um, we're seeing more of this in games is the realization that diversity deepens a narrative, deepens, yeah. you know, a character, um, and that that's the only place we have left to go with games because there's only so much we can do in terms of pushing graphics and hardware. Um, So, you know, there has to be something that's going to make the next great game that is not the same thing that every other great game has done. Right. Right? I mean, you know, even, you know, GTA, Alex wrote in the show notes, but like the Ballad of Gay Tony Mm -hmm. um, as the DLC pack, um, which is... You know, which is interesting because we've had some interesting um, representations of of queerness in, in GTA in the past. Not that Gay Tony yeah. was a positive representation, <laughs> but the fact that he actually, you know, existed as a part of a storyline and was seen as a character who was worthy of a sideline. Mm-hmm. A side storyline is, is interesting. Um, and the fact that they recognized that the fact that he was gay... Mm-hmm. Was a was a big part of that. Um, I mean, you know, it, it of course has its problems, really big ones. But you know, I mean, hey, it, it could have been handled much less tastefully. You know, it could be like a, like I, I saw a lot of articles about gender confusion and and homosexuality for like comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they really made like a 
character out of him in the sense that we were supposed to laugh at him. Yeah. Right. Like, no. he, I felt like he was more of a, like the story was like you were saying, tons of problems, of course, but yeah, but yeah. I think there's going to be, I just wondered if you thought, I mean, I know Alex, you talk about it a lot about how difficult it is. And we just mentioned it with the, with the, the woman that was speaking out, you know, I don't know if it was because we're seeing maybe more minority designers, are we seeing more of an infiltration of, of women or because, you know, is this changing things? Is it, is it something like where East meets West and their depictions and our depictions sort of meet somewhere in the middle and we create this sort of hybrid masculinity that's sort of east and west when you i tried to uh, find statistics last night on um uh sexuality among programmers and i the only thing i found was hey we need some research on that because we don't have any so i don't know oh, sam okay. if you've run into any no not stats um no yeah i don't i, really. I can't even say that i have so there's a there's definitely a, a void someone needs to fill mm-hmm. <laughs> and that in that way, huh? Well, yeah. I was talking, yeah, well, uh, not to, you know, we probably want to wrap up, but I, I know that I was talking to some of my young pupils in the hallway, and apparently they're avid listeners. I said, <laughs> bless your heart, you know, the one was listening through, and uh, the giant anime fanatics, and uh, right. the one student who said, oh, I really liked your blog, and she said, um, she was interested in uh, Japanese uh, Eastern depictions versus Western depictions of mm-hmm. masculinity and, mm-hmm. and how those are so drastically different mm-hmm. often. And I said, yeah, that's interesting. So, no, I mean, if you, I mean, that was one of the things that, that I talked about in, uh, in my blog post this week is, is, you know, is how this, this depiction of masculinity changes um, East versus West, and and especially if we start talking about JRPGs, mm-hmm. I used to be a huge JRPG fan. You always get a little smile in your face whenever you say JRPG. Well, because those brings back fond memories. <laughs> but then I played like this guy, and the music makes me want to cut myself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And I was thinking this just right now. I was thinking, okay, yeah, we do see a giant disparity in East and West in the depictions of masculinity. But really, uh, women are the same, aren't we? We're, we're submissive, we're half naked, and uh, we want sex whether we know it or not. <laughs> well, like I mean, in in well, I won't say that that's so different in in JR in in Japanese games and in, in, in Eastern games, but I think when the when the woman is the main protagonist or the heroine, um, it's a little. Uh, I say heroine in a way that sounds like the drug hero hero period. Hero. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, you know she does tend to be more androgynous. Um, tend to be not always Um, but if we're just talking about representations of women I think that that representations of the women in Japanese uh, eastern games I won't just say Japanese games because that's um, are just as problematic even if not more so um, because then we get what what uh, what um, borders on um, not just anime but manja Oh, for sure. Right? It's very sexual. You know, so the sometimes women... it's just as bad, except 10 years younger. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. And, you know and I mean? don't, don't, don't forget about the schoolgirls in the very short plaid skirts right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That, are, that are supposed to be very young. Um, and they are often kind of brutalized sexually or the implication of sexually by, by monsters of all sorts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing that we see in, in, in a lot of the more sexual... Um, 
anime stuff is the same thing that we see in some in some games that come out of the east right. and i think that they you know i mean that's what we have those dating sims that are basically nothing but sex simulations yeah um so i don't I, I wouldn't say that the representation of women holistically is any better but i think the representation of women who are seen as being the hero or the main protagonist in jrpgs the adventurer um, is a little different. Then she becomes more androgynous, much like the masculine protagonist in JRPGs, who is usually very androgynous. Um, you know, you usually if you don't know whether they're supposed to be male or female, except for that really, really irritating um, voice acting <laughs> that gets... <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, how, yeah. how squeaky can you make a woman's voice and then the, the man's voice gets to be a little deeper? Um, not like terribly Barry White deep, but you know. Um, but, you know, you can't really tell the difference between them and their physicality. Um, so I think that that's another kind of interesting thing and definitely something that we should probably talk about. We should probably do a, a JRPG yeah. um, that would be something that we'd have to probably do a lot of research on because you guys would have to play a lot of JRPGs and Alex is looking at me like I fucking hate JRPGs. Well, I am not doing that episode. We'll bring on Adam Strand okay. as, a, yeah. as, a, as a guest. I, I, I will 100% do my best. Well, but I think, I think an episode, an episode maybe where it was sort of like an East meets West kind of would be interesting because well, it is. It, on. Yeah. He'd be great for that. We need a guest speaker now anyway. We haven't had one in a long time. Yeah. Well, I was, I, I was going to say real quick on the voice squeaking thing. Did I tell you, I told you guys my story about when I was listening on Xbox to uh, the guy who was talking about the racist group who was so excited finally accepted him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I tell you guys? I told you that, Sarah. You told me. I don't you know. Tell, yeah. You should tell the story now. So I never used the headphones on the blog on uh, whenever I played on Call of Duty because, well, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> mostly you don't want to hear people, right? And then you certainly don't want them to hear you. But anyway, I decided I would do some research in, about like who was talking on there and stuff. And so I started listening. And stop me if I did tell the story, Sarah. Um, uh, I, I mean, it's sounding a little bit familiar, but I'm, I don't. Yeah, I mean, by this point, I say just tell. <laughs> okay, so um, so I'm 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 sitting there, and this one kid goes. Uh, there's this group of four guys that are all playing in a group together, and then they are saying the most racist jokes the entire time, um, you know, calling people gay, calling people all sorts of stuff. Um, and so two of them leave, like the two kind of leader guys, and then this one guy. So there's just these two guys left, and they don't know each other very well. And the one guy says to the other one, he goes, "Oh, so how long have you been playing with this group?" And he's like, "Oh, not that long." And the first guy says. Oh, are you racist? And the other guy goes, no, I just go with the flow. And the first uh, guy goes, oh, that's really cool, man. I mean, I just love these guys because they are really racist and I'm Mexican and they still like me. So I think that's just really freaking cool. Uh, and then the, the second guy goes, I have a black uncle. <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> He just he just loved that these guys were crazy racist, but still liked him even though he was and Mexican. That is fucked up. Fucking real. When you start to think up. about, you know, here's a kid mm -hmm. who is willing to accept the racist kind of discourse that's going on around him, even though he is himself raised, simply because it's kind of a badge of honor that. Even though they hate all brown people, they're going to play with him. Right. Uh, That's insane. And I just start, uh, that know, hurts. So, yeah. That really hurts my heart, to be perfectly honest. 
I, yeah. I, I, I have not played Call of Duty without a headset since I heard that. I'm like, that is the most fucking interesting conversation I have ever heard. Not to yeah. cuss. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, um, the whole point of that, going back to the squeaky voice, was half the time I can't tell. I honestly can't tell if it's a woman or a young kid on there um, until the racial slurs and, and things start flowing out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, you'll get sort of an obviously like mature woman's voice. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Anyway. Well, you play so early, too. You, I guess, I, I, well, except on weekends and if I play during nap time. Um, I, well. I like playing, saying? not my nap time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are on the same schedule as my three-year-old. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, when I'm playing late at night, I'm, I'm usually hoping that most of the people I'm playing with are adults. Now, that is not to say that, so uh, well, all that says is I can usually tell if they're male or female because they are no better. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. you know. You get a you get a lot of more sexist stuff, not just oh girls shouldn't play a video game, but I mean like really nasty nasty sexist stuff that comes out of men's mouth late at night. What um, what is this? Is this like a release? Is this a throw? Is this like a a pressure valve from all the PCness that we are around? Or I mean, what what the hell are people this horrible? I is, thought it has anything to I mean, do with I, political correctness. I mean, I think it's just the fact that these people are assholes. Well, and yeah, course, yeah, but you know what no, I mean. Like here, there's no filter, right? There, there's no uh, people see this. I mean, same thing that that Cassie you know, Sierra situation, right? Is that people don't see their see see that there are any repercussions necessarily, so and they can say or do <laughs> anything that they absolutely want to say or do, and they say the most horrible shit, and they don't realize they're playing with people you know when the person sitting next to you you would never say something like that to them like i know all of my i'm sure lots of my students play call of duty they would never say any of the crap that they say in the video games around me yeah certainly. sure so it's the situation right like you're saying there's no repercussion it's, there's no it's just face. it's the space it's the space and there's nobody to knock their fucking teeth out if they actually say it right so this yeah. is the space they feel comfortable it's, right. it's all all bets are off and they just like spew right right uh so, anywho, should we move on to some deals? Let's move on to some deals. We got awesome deals. We have, there are some awesome deals this week, folks. So, if you have, um, you know, any extra money to spend, or if, like, October break's coming up and you got two days to do nothing, there are some, some good mm-hmm. things. And I was telling Alex earlier, um, I'm going to stop putting any um, deals of the week up, and I'm going to stop <laughs> uh, going to look for them. Simply because every week I go to look for I go to look for awesome deals and I find them and I end up buying something. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Um, so Alex, you want to go for sure. it? Sure. Um, Steam has Fable Three. I think yeah, Fable Three, sixty six percent off, and then the Broken Sword games fifty percent off. And you bought all of those. I bought the Broken Sword bundle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Amazon has Tron Evolution 50% off, Warhammer 40K, Space Marine has $20 off, 33% off Connect Animals, 35% off Major League Baseball, 2K11, and they of course have their deal of the day, which changes every day, so by the time we post this, it might yeah. not be the same one. Um, Good Old Games has Space Rangers, or Ragnars, mm-hmm. Ra- Riggers. Rangers, uh, range, Rangers. <laughs> I misspelled it here in the show notes. Oh. Uh, Rangers, sixty percent off. All Rebellion games, fifty percent off, which is like Baldur's Gate, Torment, Alpha Centauri. Some good RPGs. And this is the one that I am crazy excited about at the moment. XBLA has their all their Bethesda games and expansions, fifty percent off. Mm. Even though I kind of hate Bethesda right now. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a sweet deal. You got like Fallout, Oblivion, Doom, Quake. A lot of the really big games, fifty percent off. 
Why do you hate Bethesda right now? No. Uh, they came off a game recently. What was their most recent game? Uh, I don't remember. I'm mad at them for something. I don't remember. Bethesda, Bethesda did one of these games. Not Was it Brink? No. Um, maybe it was. I can't remember. My mind's bad. But I think, I think they, um, yeah. We'll just let it be said. Yeah, we'll She's mad at him. I'm mad at him. Um, I still think it's a cool deal, though. Oh, and then there's. Oh, and then 50% <laughs> off classic board games. Catan, Magic, The Gathering, Battleship. Yeah, that's at that's XBLA as well. Yeah. Battleship. You sunk my Battleship. So those are our um, deals for broke-ass gamers. Um, so, uh, like I said, this is our 20th episode. Um, please join us for our 21st. Um so you can always contact us in a variety of ways. Um, you can email us at NYMG, uh, NY, you can M- say NYMG Gamer, Amer. <laughs> NYMG Amer, um, <laughs> NYMGamer at gmail.com. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at, at NYMGamer. Um, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash NYMGamer. Or please, the most interesting, one of the second most interesting, okay, <laughs> equally interesting thing to the podcast would be our blog. Um, and that is NYMGamer.com, um, where you can read our weekly um, posts um, from all three of us mm-hmm. and all of our brilliance and leave us comments <laughs> and watch our videos. Mm-hmm. Um and you can send us questions or comments or just rage against the machine um, <laughs> via email. You can also send us uh, vi- uh, audio questions if you want, and we will play them on this show and answer your questions. Um, to you, the best you can ask us to review your games. You mm-hmm. can, oh, if you want to send us review codes or review copies, we are more than happy um, to consider them for review. Uh, consider them for review um, and we will do so in a timely manner. We won't take until next year to do your reviews, we promise. Um, (laughs) And we'll pay very close attention to them. Um, Or you can send us um, you can send us alcohol so that we don't have to drink (laughs) coffee in the middle of the day. (laughs) Another thing that I think we'd be good at for reviews is that there's three of us and we all like very different types of games so we can have reviews from different so, yeah, if you check us out, check out uh, the um, NYMG Aimer <laughs> site. <laughs> if you look at the About Us section, you can see um, specifically us, us talking about the kinds of games that we're interested in. But, you know, you can also tell. Um, or you can send them to us and we'll sort it out. We'll fight it out and who gets to review one. Or if you send us a good one that especially Alex and I send, seem to like a lot of the same kinds of games. We'll, you know, sometimes we'll tag team our reviews. Right, right. Which I think will probably happen more than not. So that, <laughs> you know, since it's like, no, I want to do that one. All right. I, I'm the lone rogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easier for us, too, because we're so close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in close proximity. Uh, that being said, um, thanks for joining us for our 20th episode. I can't believe we're at 20 already. Yay! Woo! We'll do something special for our 25th. Something Ooh. special is in drink and eat pizza while we could record, right? <laughs> right? We have to have a really cool topic, like maybe the best, what we think are the best games of the last 25 huh. years or something. I thought you said a really cool topping, like uh, topping for the pizza. Well, some, that too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool topic. Agreed. Awesome. So, folks, until next week, thanks for joining us for our 20th episode. Uh, well... Uh, game on and stay cool.
cool because it's kind of warm here. It is uh, warm here. And yeah. uh, stay cool. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.